Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative, conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself unnoticed. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Okay, and welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American patriots. What are we talking about this evening? The pledge, then, a Frederick Bastiat quote, Our military heroes. The illegal alien invasion report. The Second Men- Amendment report. And they blinded with... with ugh, I can't talk tonight. They blinded me with signs if we get to it. All right, Patriots, hand over heart, face the flag, get on a flag, get a flag, or make one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, a Frederick Bastiat quote from the law. The law perverted. The law, and in its wake, all the collective forces of the nation, the law, I say, not only diverted from its proper direction, but made to pursue one entirely contrary. The law become the tool of every kind of avarice. Instead of being its check... The law guilty of that very inequity, which it was its mission to punish. Truly, this is a serious fact, if it exists, and one to which I feel bound to call the attention of my fellow citizens. Oh, and she's not here, so I gotta assume she understood it. Well, you you kind of know what the law is like today, right? That's what he's talking about. The law is run contrary to its to its mission, which is to protect our property from being plundered, and our property considers life, liberty, and property. 
but that's not what it does anymore. It actually plunders life, liberty, and property from us. These laws that are on the books that, by the way, are contrary to the law, which is the Constitution. Yes, you've been lied to. Yes, SCOTUS is contrary to the law. Uh, it's very, the way it exists today, its very existence is contrary to the Constitution. All right. Our military heroes from the American Broadcasting of Communism. The United States deployed an aircraft carrier strike group and a bomber task force to the Middle East in response to clear indications Iran and Iranian proxies were planning an attack on U.S. forces in the region, U.S. officials said. Now, wait a minute. I heard they deployed two aircraft carrier strike groups. Now only one? Again. She's not here, so I can't ask her why we were talking about this. And she, there were two strike groups, and now there's only one. Late Sunday night, the White House made the surprise announcement that the USS Abraham Lincoln and a bomber task force were being deployed in response to unspecified, troubling, and escalatory indications and warnings. In a statement from National Security Advisor John Bolton said, The deployments were intended to send a clear and unmistakable message to the Iranian regime that any attack on United States interests or on those of our allies will be met with unrelenting force. The United States is not seeking war with the Iranian regime, but... We are fully prepared to respond to any attack, whether by proxy, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, or regular Iranian forces, the statement continued. U.S. officials told the American Broadcasting of Communist News the deployments were in response to clear indications Iranian and Iranian proxy forces were preparing for a possible attack against U.S. forces on land, including in Iraq and Syria and at sea. U.S. Central Command requested approval from Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan to move additional assets into the regions, which Shanahan approved on Sunday, one official said. The movement of the aircraft carrier USS Abraham Lincoln to the region was expedited and it was ordered there effective immediately, another official said. Shanahan called the move on Twitter a prudent repositioning of assets in response to indications of a credible threat by Iranian regime forces. We call on the Iranian regime to cease all provocation, he said. We will hold the Iranian regime accountable for any attack on U.S. forces or our, or our interests. Speaking with reporters in Finland on Monday, Secretary of State 
Mike Pompeo said that the U.S. has a responsibility to protect American diplomats around the world, but he specifically mentioned Erbil and Baghdad in Iraq and Amman in Jordan. And so anytime we receive threat reporting, things that raise concerns, we do everything we can both to do, do all we can do to make sure that those planned or contemplated attacks don't take place, and to make sure that we've got the right security posture, Pompeo said. The USS Abraham Lincoln, the lead ship in the carrier strike group, left Norfolk, Virginia on April the 1st. The Navy no longer provides destinations for its carrier deployments, but the carrier likely would have had to transit through the Middle East toward its new home port of San Diego at the end of its deployment. The ship is currently in the Mediterranean Sea. The aircraft carrier USS John Stennis operated in the Persian Gulf twice during its recent deployment. For three weeks earlier this year and a week in early April. I thought you said they said two strike uh, carrier strike groups. It said it in the first sentence. Nope, one. I thought it said two. One strike group and one bomber. One bomber group. That's two different things. Well, I don't know what they are. <laughs> well, if they're not using the same language, they're obviously two different things, right? Well, and you know, everyone knows now. Breaking news: uh, Pompeo went to Speak Iraq. Up. He went to Iraq today for, for a surprise visit and then just left. And now you're mumbling. Good. <sighs> a surprise visit. Uh, everything's got to be a surprise visit if the Iran's looking to attack U.S. interests in the Middle East. Yep. Well, I just I'm glad to see that our president isn't fooling around. You mean like the other president? The the Obama Bowamator? <laughs> Caesar. All right, from Fox News. Sergeant First Class Richard Stasekel survived three combat deployments to Iraq and even an enemy bullet through the chest. Oh, I know. I should probably bring this up. I'm assuming, and that's a bad idea, that everybody understands that aircraft carriers don't sail by themselves. That would be suicide. They always go with a complete complement of a fleet of ships. Because aircraft carriers are like sitting ducks. They need battleships and destroyers. So, uh... But they say they're sending the USS Lincoln. They mean they're sending the USS Lincoln and all the whole fleet that makes up its strike group. It's not going alone. Well, most people don't know that. That's what I said. I know. I'm glad you explained it because most people really don't know that. And now with the and with the oh and and heavy and light cruisers too. Don't forget the Aegis destroyers and cruisers that. They now have missiles and stuff. <clears throat> Our ships have been completely upgraded. It's it's not like the old ships from World War II. Unfortunately, they're all electronic, and I have no information that they've been hardened against any impulse, and, I, and they better have been. 
because otherwise one explosion up in the atmosphere and bye-bye ships okay Back to the story at Fox News. Sergeant First Class Richard Stasekel survived three combat deployments to Iraq and even an enemy bullet through the chest. But now the dying Purple Heart recipient says he's enduring one of the toughest fights of his life. The right to sue the U.S. government for medical malpractice. This isn't about the money. This is about accountability. You can't say, whoops, and play with people's lives and say nothing can be done. Well, really, nothing can be done. We can't sue the federal government. So, I don't know what he's going to do about it. I mean, what are you going to hope that you're going to take it to the courts like the Prague's? If the Constitution doesn't allow it, the Constitution doesn't allow it. Stayskill, who is stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, told Fox News, Right now, I am being deprived of my rights as a U.S. citizen. An inmate can sue for medical malpractice, but as a member of our military, I cannot. Why is it that I'm the only person that ever went into the military that realized I signed all my rights away when I signed on the dotted line? Did you read your papers before you signed it, or you just signed where they told you to sign? Because I read the Don things. It was pretty obvious to me. I'm no longer a citizen. You, the law, the regular law no longer applies to you. You do realize you live under the UCMJ, right? The Uniform Code of Military Justice is, is the, the only justice system that applies once you join the military. I, I'm really tired of people wanting to sue and, and thinking, their constitutional rights have been violated. You don't have constitutional rights. You're in the military. Your rights are listed in the UCMJ, and that's it. Well, what about the family? The, fa- the family does, because they they didn't sign their rights away and enlist in the military. Well, that's a good question to ask, though. Yes, but again, they didn't sign their rights away. They're, they're just family, so they have all their rights. Uh, but no. Uh, so, and I don't want it to change either. I like I want it to be just like that. If you have a problem with the UCMJ, lobby Congress to change it. Congress creates the the laws of the UCMJ. They can change it anytime they like. But you got to understand, you can't be. Already, this military with the cards and the and the microaggressions and, and the timeouts and the, whatever the hell else they're doing is ridiculous. That's no way to run a military. You're supposed you're supposed to be tough in the military, not a bunch of pansy boys. Now, this is a serious matter. I'm not trying to equate it to this, but all this stuff that's going on, and you got to do PT and sneakers because you all know that when you run on the battlefield, you get to change and put on sneakers, right? Yeah, that's that's how it works. And oh yeah, when the military's shooting at you and they got you outnumbered and cornered, if you put up a card, they'll stop. That none of that's gonna get you prepared for combat, Bubba. Because you can't stop and call a timeout. And believe me, 
they'll be throwing giant micro macro macro aggressions at you. If you can't take microaggressions, imagine what you're going to do with the macroaggressions. I mean, they shoot bullets at you, man. Everybody should watch that John Wayne movie. I forget the name of it now. Where he's a, he's a sergeant. He's getting his his men ready to go to combat World War II. And, uh, and he had to explain why he has to be so tough on the soldiers. And why they all, they hate him for it. But because they only have so much time to get them ready to help them not die on the battlefield. You know, time to be nice to you. And believe me, he wasn't. But that's the way the military used to be. And it's the way the military should be. And we need to get back to it. And I'm hoping Trump's field division shifts in that direction and gets rid of all the mamby-pamby stuff in the military. And it goes back to the way it used to be. Uh, you can't, you can't hack it. You're out. The now 37 year old's ordeal began in January, 2017, as he was preparing to head to dive school and was ordered to have a CT scan given the wound he suffered in Iraq about 13 years ago. I was having a little trouble breathing, some coughing and wheezing, but I passed the test just fine, he recalled. If you're having problems breathing, a little coughing and wheezing, you can't go to dive school. Are you on drugs? Is the military on drugs? Again, the military I know wouldn't have let you go to dive school and wouldn't have just stopped trying to figure out what was wrong with you while you're coughing and wheezing, because that's not normal. Something's wrong, right? I mean, that's common sense. Heck, if you had chronic coughing and wheezing back in the day, they'd discharge you. But he passed the test just fine. (laughs) (laughs) What they done to my military? Only his symptoms quickly started to become worse. Big surprise. The ensuing six months, Stasekel said, brought a series of medical mishaps, including being misdiagnosed with pneumonia. How can you be misdiagnosed? Did you have a temperature? Because if you didn't, it can't be pneumonia. Shuffled among a variety of doctors, and I feel for you because I know how VA doctors are, and dismissed from the emergency room, despite having a notable mass on his on his lung throat bleeding, and excruciating pain. Concerned superiors in his chain of command finally demanded that Stasekel be able to seek help off base, a process that took several more weeks and red tape. Again, I feel your pain. All the while, the true cause of his dwindling health continued to ravage his body. Finally, in late June 2017, the diagnosis came some six months after his first appointment. The father of two had stage three lung cancer, and the mass had doubled in size and spread to the left side of his neck, spleen, lymph nodes, liver, and his right hip joint. Stasekel, after almost 17 years of service, first as a Marine and later as Special Forces soldier in the Army, 
is no longer able to finish a warrant officer course and is in the process of being medically discharged. But amid the family's search for answers and any legal recourse, he learned he could not take his medical malpractice case to a court of law. What stands in the way is the Ferris Doctrine, which was born out of a 1950 Supreme Court case, which was put in place to block a deluge of lawsuits against the government for injuries sustained in combat or in military training. But it also prevents service members and their families from seeking legal recourse for ailments caused by negligence under the military medical system. Furthermore, the doctrine stops service members from being able to seek accountability from a chain of command that may have been lax in preventing a harmful incident in the first place. Despite being now classified as having stage 4 and terminal cancer, and with only four months to live, Stasekel says he's determined to keep fighting, not just for himself, but so other families don't have to endure the same bureaucratic roadblocks. Good luck, you want to try and revamp the whole military system. Yeah, they can't even fix the VA. But, <laughs> but you do have recourse within the chain of command and the UCMJ. The doctors are officers and can be held accountable. They can be court-martialed. And the lax chain of command can also be court-martialed. There is recourse within the military. The thing is, you're not allowed to go out of the military. That's not how the system works. I know the system kind of sucks, but uh, maybe we could work to fix the system instead of trying to go around the system. We, You need to get rid of all the people that are in the chain of command that are causing the problems, because that is the problem. And a lot of the generals are the problem. We really need to get rid of them. They've been politicized. They're all playing with you. Social engineering in the military is is their is the left's fun time. <sighs> Despite being now classified as having stage four and terminal cancer, and with only months to live, Stasekel says he's determined to keep fighting, not just for himself, but so everybody else doesn't have to go through the same crap. Following emotional testimony in front of the House Armed Services Subcommittee on Military Personnel on April 30, a bipartisan bill named after Stasekel has since been introduced and is working its way through Congress. The Sergeant First Class Richard Stasekel Military Medical Accountability Act of 2019 would protect the Ferris Doctrine's original mission, not opening the floodgates for a service member to sue based on job or battlefield related injuries, but ultimately would allow military service members to sue the Department of Defense for instances of medical malpractice unrelated to their military's duties. If you're going to open it up to civil lawsuits, can I please explain this one more time to everybody? The government has no money. It's our money. So if you win a lawsuit for medical malpractice, who's going to pay you the damages? 
It's going to be we the people. It's not going to be the military. It's not going to be the government. They don't have money. They use our money. That's one of the reasons why you shouldn't be allowed to sue the government. Because the government has no money. You're actually suing us. And we had nothing to do with it. Man, I understand why people can't get this through their heads. For nearly 70 years, service members have not been able to sue military medical providers after being misdiagnosed, mistreated, or subjected to botched surgeries, even though this malpractice occurred in healthcare settings in which all other Americans have that right, said Representative Jackie Spire, Demongrad, California, who introduced the new legislation by creating an exemption to allow service members to sue the military for medical malpractice, the Stasekill Act would give service members the same right as fellow citizens they serve to protect. Really? Except when, the, when citizens sue civilians, civilians pay, usually through an insurance company, they don't... Individual taxpayers don't pay. The doctor either pays, the hospital pays, and let's be real, the insurance companies pay. They all have insurance. The insurance company pays, which has money. It is their money. Again, the government doesn't have their own money. So when you sue and win, you get our money. But we didn't do anything wrong. But you're going to take our money. Here's something. If they're going to pass a stupid bill like this, I say Congress personally has to pay the bill. Each member of Congress has to fork in an equal share to pay for the bill. Because after all, they're in charge of the military. So why do we have so many bad doctors in the military? Huh. It has something to do with we're not attracting the best doctors. I wonder why that could be. Has to be the policies of Congress. Maybe they're not paying enough. Maybe they're not giving them the right perks. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's their fault. So I say they pay every time they lose a case. Because I don't want to pay every time you lose a case. The bill is also co-sponsored by Republican Representative Richard Hudson, whose congressional district includes Fort Bragg. The Ferris Doctrine can only be reversed through a Supreme Court decision or an act of Congress. Again, um, how is it that Supreme Court makes law? The Ferris Doctrine. It's not even law, it's a doctrine. But uh, it can only be reversed by the Supreme Court. Just like Roe v. Wade. These things are illegal. They're not laws. And they didn't need the Supreme Court to tell you that you're not allowed to sue the government. It's not in the Constitution. You can't do it. State School is represented by Natalie Kawam of Tampa-based whistleblower law firm who took the case after the soldier said he and his wife contacted numerous attorneys across the country who simply told them nothing could be done. Because nothing could be done. Again, up or down? Up. This is a pretty long article. We're going to go to a break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back.
is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800 910 8231 The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456, 800-377-1456, that's 800-377-1456. If you're suffering from hearing loss, stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of Listen Clear, a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try Listen Clear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything, everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. Attention business owners, we know that owning a business means getting things done right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company. General Steel. We can design a building for your business quickly and save you thousands of dollars. That's right, thousands. You may think General Steel only builds large projects or that you can't afford General Steel quality. Well, check these prices. How about a 40 by 60 foot building for under $22,000 or even a 50 by 100 for under $35,000? That's right, a 5,000 square foot building for under $35,000. And these buildings all have General Steel quality. Best of all, you can still order a building and have it delivered in time to build this year. How's that for 
for right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company, General Steel. 800-917-8251. 800-917-8251. That's 800-917-8251. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 855-219-7934. 855-219-7934. That's 855-219-7934. Okay, and welcome back to the Unguabbit Radio Show, our half of one. All right. Back to this unfortunate soldier. This is not just a military issue. This is an equal rights issue. Again, you are a soldier. You do not have equal rights. You have rights under the UCMJ. That's it. Heck, they even took... The 11th Amendment even took a right away for you to sue a state as a citizen. I believe most Americans would be shocked to learn that inmates can sue the government for medical malpractice, but that our great soldiers who risk their lives in our country cannot sue for medical malpractice unrelated to combat duty. I I think it's outrageous that inmates can sue. The government, because again, the government doesn't have any damn money. It's our money. She said her firm in recent months has received calls, and I'm willing to bet. I I'm willing to bet the SCOTUS decision that allowed them to sue the federal government is based on nothing. Because if the citizens aren't allowed to sue the state government, how the hell are they allowed to sue the federal government? Huh? I'd love to hear the lawyers explain that one to me. Oh, no, you can't sue the no, 11th Amendment. No, you can't. She said her firm in recent months has received calls from hundreds of victims and their families informing them of the harrowing experience they suffered at military hospitals. Standing alongside Stasekel in pushing back against the decades-old legislation is 29-year-old Captain Katie Blanchard who allegedly cautioned her superiors for months about an Army civilian working for her at Fort Leavenworth in Kansas. 
before being doused in gasoline and set on fire by that individual in September 2016. Blanchard is unable to sue despite having had to endure more than 100 surgeries. Also working to change the law is Alexis Witt, the widow of Staff Sergeant Dean Witt, who died after receiving a fatal dose of fentanyl and allegedly having a breathing tube incorrectly forced down his esophagus during what should have been a standard appendectomy. We are just hoping to gain support from legislatures who see this as unjust and withholding of our rights, Stateskill said. Stateskill's wife, Megan, and their two daughters, ages 10 and 12, are providing support as Stateskill's fight that may be his last battle. We aren't trying to abolish the Ferris Doctrine. We know that it serves a purpose as far as wartime goes, Megan said. But at home, our servicemen and women deserve full rights. A petition to promote the bill has already attracted over 100,000 signatures. Moreover, a Washington, D.C. march to further the cause and honor Stasekel, along with other military members and their families, who are enduring similar circumstances, is slated for June 12. It's set to go from Freedom Plaza to National Mall. The DOD did not immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment. I'll say it again. The government has no money. What are you going to hope to gain by a civil lawsuit when you say it's not about the money? That's all civil lawsuits are about. Money. When you have a civil... What are you going to file for an injunction? What? If it's criminal, it's criminal. If it's not, it's... it's again, under the UCMJ, there there are things that can be done to people to in the chain of command who screw up. I don't understand why it, it seems like nothing's getting done under the UCMJ. Is this the problem? Where, who's the author? Why don't we know... I mean... Why do they have to go outside the UCMJ? Why aren't they being these doctors being investigated under the UCMJ? Are they civilian doctors? If they're using civilian doctors, that would be the problem right there. They never used to use civilian doctors on based and, and military hospitals. They only use military doctors. Officers which can be court-martialed. Quarry minds want to know. Again, journalism's dead. From Fox News, the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, student and ROTC cadet who died a hero during a confrontation with the gunman during last week's shooting at the college, was laid to rest Sunday with full military honors. Riley Howell, 21, died in his classroom on April the 30th after charging and tackling the alleged shooter, identified as 22-year-old Tristan Andrew Terrell. 
His sacrifice, his sacrifice saved lives. Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Chief Kerr Putney said in a news conference. What he did was he took the assailant off his feet and then the heroes that we have here were able to apprehend him from there. Putney described Howell as the first and foremost hero as far as he's concerned regarding the shooting which also killed 19-year-old Ellis Parlier. Hundreds of people attend Howell's memorial service Sunday in Lake Junaluska, North Carolina. Howell, an ROTC cadet, was given a burial with full military honors, including an honor guard. During the service, Howell's friends and family remembered him as adventurous, affectionate, and big-hearted. According to the Ass Oceaned Press, Howell's sister Iris said he unapologetically lived as who he was, and set an example to be bigger than the small things this world wants us to be hung up on. My superhero doesn't wear a cape. He wears Tevis, said his brother Teddy. What's Tevis? I don't know I don't know what that is. Is that a sneaker or something? Well, good, good for him. And also bad that, you know, 21 years old, he has to be disarmed. And so two people died that might not have died if people like him were able to carry guns in school. <sighs> and, and on military bases, ironically. All right, more from military.com. Navy and Marine Corps officials sidestep questions Monday over whether they will commit their own resident experts to the new sixth branch of the military, Space Force. Rear Admiral Christian Becker, commander of Space and Naval Warfare Systems Command, SPAWAR, said decisions on shifting personnel to Space Force are above his pay grade and have yet to be finalized. He said the space, uh, he said the Defense Department is still studying how best to support that Space Force and how to meet the mission needs of the Space Force until the DOD decides his personnel are involved in other missions, Becker said. Brigadier General Lorna Maylock, the first African-American woman to be nominated to one-star rank in the Marine Corps, and now the Deputy Commandant for Information, was equally noncommittal, saying it is a little premature to have that discourse on Marine Corps involvement in the Space Force. I thought originally he said the Air Force was going to be in charge of Space Force. I guess, I guess not. I guess now it's the Navy. Good, because it should be the Navy. Besides, the Navy is the only constitutional military we have. No, we're not allowed to have a standing army, and no, there's no such thing as the Air Force in the Constitution. 
just, just, just a fact. The Coast Guard's Chief of Naval Research, Captain Greg Rothrock, said only that his service certainly was not a leader on the Space Force issue and is focusing on being a smart user of the capabilities that are available from advances in space technology. Becker, Maylock, and Rothbrook were on a panel at the Sea Air Space Exposition at National Harbor, Maryland, to discuss space as the military's new frontier. In June 2018, President Donald Trump directed the DOD to begin planning for a space force. In February, he signed an order directing all military space functions to come under a new space force to be overseen by the Department of the Air Force. See, that's what I thought. Well, then why are they asking rear admirals about it? And why are they talking about Marine Corps involvement? That's the Navy. However, Congress is still debating its size, composition, and costs, and questioning what the Space Force will do that the Air Force isn't doing already. At a Center for Strategic and International Studies event in March, Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan said that he expects 15,000 to 20,000 personnel to be assigned to Space Force. According to his Navy biography, Becker has about 10,500 military and civilian personnel in Spaywar. On Sunday, 43 former DOD, Air Force, and intelligence officials signed an open letter to express strong support for the creation of a Space Force. The letter said, in part, that a Space Force would develop military space culture and ethos and recruit, train, educate, and promote and retain scientists, engineers, and warriors with world-class space skills and talent. I hate that this, and I know you're going to say it over and over again, it's so unconstitutional, but I don't even know how Trump, how President Trump knew before uh, Israel was going to try to get uh, land something on the moon, that China already landed something on the moon, because they just did that this year, and he was calling for this last year. China just got something on the moon this year. China has a plan all the way up to 2050, what it's going to do. I already covered that on the show, and I'm sure he knows about it. He's probably been briefed. Yeah, because, again, he was calling for this last year. And I hate to, like, I know it's unconstitutional, Brian, but not we if need he, it. Not if he put it under the Department of Navy. And then it wouldn't be. And we don't need the Air Force either. What about the nuclear missile silos? What about them? Put them under the Department of the Navy? Problem solved. Or you can amend the Constitution for the Air Force. Or you could, could maybe put it under the Air Force Reserve. There's other options. What? To make it constitutional. Yes. And again, uh, but what about the Air Force? Well, you'd have to put the Air Force Reserve under the Navy and call it the Navy Air Force Reserve, something like that. Again, or amend the Constitution 
And we're not supposed to have a standing army. So we wouldn't be having all these stupid discussions about a standing army. There wasn't a standing army. And the National Guard's supposed to guard the nation, not fight foreign wars. They stay here. Understood? Can, can, can you understand that? They're never supposed to have gone overseas. They never did until, until the Vietnam War. You don't send the State Guard, which they now call the National Guard, you don't send the State Guard overseas. They're not for fighting foreign wars. They're for defending the nation. Understood? That's It's pretty simple. Not their job. No my job, man. Uh, push the button. Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. It's high time that we limit their numbers. It's high time that we close up that gate. Now can't you see how we are rapidly becoming another third world fascist state? Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. Okay, thank you, Call Clang Clang with the K.com, and of course that means it's time for the illegal alien invasion report. From Reuters. President Donald Trump and aides on Tuesday briefed a group of Republican senators on a merit-based immigration plan that would let more highly skilled workers into the United States and fewer low-skill workers, a senior administration official said. How about no low-skill workers? Why do we need low-skill workers? we got a country full of them. The overall effect of the plan, the official told a group of reporters, would be to leave the number of illegal immigrants, aliens, allowed into the United States at about the same. I'm sorry, I misread that. Legal, the number of legal aliens allowed into the United States. Yes, the legal ones are still aliens. Read U.S. Code. We want to encourage immigration, but it's got to be through the legal system, the officials said. No, we don't. We don't want any more immigration. We have enough. Well, I would put a moratorium on it for a while if it was up to me. Because that takes all the problems out of it about, oh, you're picking, oh, you can't do that because these people, blah, 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 blah. You can't say Muslim countries. Why not? Islam is evil and doesn't belong in our country at all. Um, So screw it. Just say none. None shall pass. We're just shutting down immigration till we get a handle on this illegal immigration stuff. Until we build the wall and get a handle on illegal immigration, we just won't have any legal immigration. Well, just, that's it. No more. Oh, corporations, too bad. You better start learning how to trade people because you're not getting any more. So sorry, Johnny. Wow, you really messed this one up. What? You should have been looking. You would have saw. 
too late now. <clears throat> you missed it. I fixed it. Okay. Again. We separately, Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham, Mister Prague, right wing Praga, bouncing all over the place like a pinball, whose committee would have to shepherd such legislation through the Senate, described the effort to reporters as a merit based immigration proposal that deals with increases in work visas and decreases family visas. The latter refers to visas for relatives of immigrants already in the United States. Okay, that's not even supposed to be there. That That's not, B is not supposed to be there. This is the same article that says Graham. I know, I screwed it up. What do you want me to do about it? You screwed it up? I did. I didn't screw it up. You did. See, United States with the little S. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I read it that way. No, you did. Graham said the more pressing problem is dealing with large numbers of undocumented Central American families seeking asylum. <sighs> Illegal alien Central American families are seeking asylum in the United States. He said he would introduce the bill as soon as next week that could toughen asylum requirements and potentially extend the amount of time young immigrants, aliens, could spend in detention. In recent weeks, Graham has said he would seek Democrat input, but if there was no agreement, then the blame game would begin as the 2020 presidential congressional elections near. Okay, this detention crapola needs to stop. Send them back. Dump them in the middle of the Mexican... You can't because, there's, Good because of the asylum laws. That's what he's saying. That's why he's trying to adjust it. Anyway, lawmakers said none of the Republican measures do anything to protect from deportation the more than one million undocumented immigrants, illegal aliens, brought into the United States years ago as children, so say you, all mostly lies, and referred to as dreamers. I, I dream of a country without illegal aliens. I'm a dreamer. Administration officials said they were reviewing the visa systems used by Canada, Japan, Singapore, Australia as possible models for the Trump effort. The plan has been developing over the last couple of months under White House senior advisor Jared Kushner and other top aides, including immigration hawk Stephen Miller and economic advisor Kevin Hassett. The official who spoke on condition of anonymity said... The proposals are in their early stages, but aim to get Republicans to unite around broad immigration law revisions. The proposal includes recommendations for modernizing ports of entry along the U.S. border to assure safe trade while preventing illegal activity, such as drug smuggling, the officials said. We got to go to a break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Let's bomb, 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 Moran. Bomb, 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 Just like Japan. Bomb, 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 bomb
rocks and the pedals, the pebbles in the sand. Let's bomb a ram, bomb, 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 bomb a ram. I'm here at the dance, trying to advance. Nothing else is working, so I thought I'd take a chance and bomb a ram. Just like Japan. Why don't we just ask Osama bin Laden, <laughs> Osama Obama, uh, Obama, what there is, uh, since um, he won by such a big amount. President Trump called me and informed me he was firing Director Comey. I told the president, Mr. President, with all due respect, you are making a big mistake. Senator Harry from Nevada says Comey broke the law. One Democratic lawmaker is calling on Comey to resign. The FBI director, okay, you violated these two protocols. That kind of an ambiguity bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. I agree with Eric Holder. I think here, um, Director Comey made a great mistake. I call it an October betrayal of long-standing FBI protocol. Sitting FBI director has abused his power. He was acting in concert and coordination with the House Republicans. End of story. I think that uh, Comey acted in an outrageous way. Should he step down? I think he should take a hard look at uh, what he has done. Uh, and I think it would not be a bad thing for the American people. Do you believe that uh, Jim Comey should resign, Senator Reid? Of course. The answer is that he resigns by midnight tonight. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. The number of immigrants added to the labor force every year is of a magnitude not seen in this country for over a century. If this huge influx of mostly low-skill workers provides some benefits to the economy as a whole, it also threatens to depress further the wages of blue-collar Americans and puts strains on an already overburdened safety net. Immigrants aren't the principal reason wages haven't gone up. There are those in the immigrants' rights community who have argued passionately that we should simply provide those who are illegally with legal status or at least ignore the laws on the books and put an end to deportation until we have better laws. But I believe such an indiscriminate approach would be both unwise and unfair. It would suggest to those thinking about coming here illegally that there will be no repercussions for such a decision. And this could lead to a surge in more illegal immigration. These are students, they're teachers, they're doctors, they're lawyers. They're Americans in every way but on paper. Those who enter the country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law, uh, and they are showing disregard for those who are following the law. Uh, we simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully uh, to become immigrants. Real reform means establishing a responsible pathway to earn citizenship. King Samir Shabazz is the new Black Panther Party's Philadelphia leader. This new Panther version of black power 
does not include white participation. I hate white people. All of them. Every last iota of a cracker, I hate it. We didn't come out here to play today. There's too much serious business going on in the black community to be out here sliding through South Street with white, dirty, cracker whore on our arm, and we call ourselves black men with African garb on. What the hell is wrong with you, black man? You had a doom day with a white girl on your damn arm. You want freedom? You're going to have to kill some crackers. You're going to have to kill some of their babies. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. And we're back to stupid land. Illegal immigration, illegal aliens, and uh, the Republicrats. The proposal includes recommendations for modernizing ports of entry along the U.S. border to ensure safe trade while preventing illegal activity, such as drug smuggling, the official said. Republicans at the White House meeting, including a number of conservative immigration hawks, including Tom Cotton of Arkansas and David Perdue of Georgia. The Republican proposals are expected to be met with sharp opposition from Democrats in Congress and immigration advocacy groups. Now, we just played a lovely montage on how they flip-flopped on the whole issue. Uh, they They were against it before they were for it. Or they were for this before they were against it. You know, you have, we played Obama, you have Schumer, you have Hillary Clinton, and you have... Bernie, all those all clips, against all legal clips. immigration until now, they're all for it. Yep. yep, we have all those clips. It's all politics. They've decided they want a bunch of poor brown people in here because they are going to vote for them. At least that's what they think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Probably most of them will. They're already voting for him as illegal aliens, so, you know. But, but you listen to what they say, how it's, you can't have illegal immigration. you got to have secure borders. you got to. All this absolute talk, and then suddenly, you can't, we don't need a border wall. You're, you can't be mean to people south of the border. you gotta, you got to welcome them with open arms. Let's have open borders. And you you kind of know that's all politically motivated. It's obvious, right? It's politically motivated. There's no other no other way around that. Just like in the EU, why did they want all those poor brown people? Politically motivated. All right, from Fox News, Senator Martha McSally, Republican Arizona called for Democrats to stop obstructing on solutions to the security and humanitarian issues on the U.S.-Mexico border 
as she appeared on Your World with Neil Cavuto on Tuesday. I hear Cavuto jumped, uh, jumped over the cliff there. The left cliff. This should be a unifying issue. That, see, that's confusing, too, because he used to always sound like a conservative. All of a sudden, on Fox News, he becomes a prog. How does that work? This should be a unifying issue. Border security used to be unifying, McSally told Cavuto. This is not a game in Arizona. It's a public safety issue. It's a national security issue. And everybody knows when I'm out and about in my state that we've got to fix the border. We've got to secure it. And we've got to fix our immigration system. So I just ask my colleagues, let's come to the table and let's work on this together so that we can solve it for the American people. Never will they do that, Sally. It won't happen, McSally. Okay, could you please explain, because I know we've said it over and over again, but everyone is totally confused. What about now? I am also sick and tired of people not allowing us, we the people, to secure our places and our persons. I actually heard a pundit from Breitbart, that's a reporter that's down on the border all the time, say that these new sprung up militias that are going to the borders now, we the people. That's not new. It's happened before. In fact, a certain group of uh, veteran militia that will remain uh, anonymous because they went down snipers they went down and uh they went up on a, a mountain there where they were uh trafficking there was a, a big high traffic spot and they were picking them off you betcha well and the, this person literally said you know they're just making it worse. That we need, you know, the, we need the border patrol and we need, need police officers because they are not trained. They don't know what to do. You idiot! Look, first of all, the border patrol gets its power from we the people. All power comes from us. Government gets all its power from us. Cops get their power from us. FBI gets their power from us. Everybody gets their power from us. We, the people, are the militias, specifically in U.S. code. Every, every able-bodied male, 18 to 45. Look it up. We are the first line of defense against invasion in the state. We, the people. And we're being invaded from south of the border. So everybody in the border state has a right to get down to that border and stop it from happening. You don't need any special training. All you need to do is stop jackasses from coming from south of the border to north of the border. They need no special training. Now, I don't care about asylum. They can go, as Donald Trump said, to the embassy in Mexico and apply for asylum. You don't cross the border illegally applying for asylum. You apply either, there's two ways they're allowed to do it legally. In the embassy and at ports of entry, they are not allowed to cross illegally and claim asylum. No. you Because you broke the law first by coming here illegally. You don't get to do that. So sorry, Chari. So, yes, we the people should be sending them packing. And if the... And, and if the... 
cartels don't like it, if the federales don't like it, if the coyotes don't like it, we shoot them dead. Then we don't care if they like it or not. Right? Right. Oh, yeah, we could get shot dead, too. It's called war, you know? Death happens. It's like it's like I keep telling people, you can't win a fight if, if you're not ready to be willing to lose. You can't succeed if you're not willing to fail. So that's the real that's the real world, ladies and gentlemen, that you're supposed to live in. So uh yeah, so called journalists even at Breitbart I you know, Breitbart's not all that Breitbart News is not all that. I've I pretty much had it with them. Uh they're not they're nowhere near Breitbart. Like, if you have these kind of people on there, you're going to send some reporter to the border for Breitbart News that's an idiot, doesn't understand the people's right to stop their state from invasion, then you're no, you're no follower of Breitbart. You're just an idiot. This stuff needs to end. We are going to lose our country if we don't end this. And the Democrats know it. That's why they're trying to make sure it continues and even escalates. McSally was part of a group of Republican senators who visited the White House on Tuesday to discuss immigration and a developing plan to be released by the Trump administration. Recent Border Patrol numbers show that more than 103,000 individuals were processed this March. That is an invasion. 103,000 is an army. We cannot absorb these people. They will take us over. They will. Their culture will destroy and take over ours. We will turn into south of the border piece of crap. Yes, you want to know where piece of crap countries are that Donald Trump talks about? Well, most, a lot of them are south of the border. I think Canada's north of the border. I don't even want to be like Canada. Forget that. And of those individuals, 92,000 were apprehended between ports of entry. The Arizona senator also voiced her support for giving President Trump the $4.5 billion in emergency funds he requested to secure the border. I support the emergency funding because of the crisis. We have to push that through as well. This is a meeting where we talked about ideas to revamp our legal immigration system and secure our border, build the partnerships with the executive branch and the legislative branch so we can set this legislation up for success to solve these really pressing problems, McSally said. You will not get one Democrat, I do not believe, to to sign up to any such agreement. They don't want to seal that border. They don't want to stop illegal immigration. They want to encourage it, and they have been encouraging it. They've sent people down there encouraging it, advertising, telling them what to say, giving them money. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a giant left-wing scam to take over our country and turn us into a socialist hellhole. 
They get their way, we will turn into Venezuela. Pay attention what's happening down there. There, but for the grace of God, goes our country. We don't need poor, disease-ridden, illegal aliens in our country. We don't need them, and we certainly don't want them. All you touchy-feely people out there, kiss my backside. You know, I don't see you emigrating south of the border. Why don't you go live in Venezuela or Cuba if you're so attuned to this socialist hell? Go live down in South America somewhere. Go! It's beautiful down here. It's gorgeous. Go have fun. See how long you'll live. Really, I... I'm tired of I'm tired of the whole lot. I I want to I want to deport all anybody that votes Democrat. I'm ready. To, yeah, because oh, I'm a conserv I'm a fiscal conservative. I'm a social liberal. You're an idiot. Social programs are not conser- fiscally conservative. They're the opposite, and they're also unconstitutional. They had to get that means they're unlawful. So you are part of the problem. Hit the road. You heard me, you're part of the problem. There is no such thing as fiscally conservative and socially... And you Republicans that say the same thing, you're not a Republican. And you're no conservative. Again, social programs are not conservative. They're not fiscally conservative. They're They're the ones that are making us go into debt. They're not conservative in any way, shape, or form. And therefore, you are not a conservative. You cannot say I'm fiscally conservative and social liberal. No. That makes you not conservative at all. We're done. You suck. Straighten yourself out. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's time to grow up. Put on your big ba- big man pants. Come on. Put on your big man pants. Get with it. Educate yourself. Understand what real conservatism is. I'd read John Locke. Read Frederick Bastiak. Read Ludwig von Mises. Ludwig von Hayek. Did I tell you that more and more of the... Um so-called you need to press a button and I, stop I know, messing around. I know. I'm right here. I was waiting for. I just wanted to say this. Um, more and more of these so-called talk shows are naming all those people you just named and saying what to read. I mean, this is a new thing. I've been listening to this stuff for years. Just this year, they're starting to do that, Brian. Good. About time. Push the button. Mr. President, members of Congress, you've been making a lot of noise about taking our guns away. But you might want to review history. 1835, Gonzales, Texas Territory. The authorities wanted to confiscate the big gun that protected that colony. You know what the people said? Come and take it. Because they were willing to fight for their freedom and their guns. So are we. Come and take it if you want it. Come and take it if you think you can. Come and take it, but I want you. 
you'll have to pry it from our cold dead hands. We want the freedom that God gave us, so you best not cross that line. If you want this gun, you gotta come through us and take it. One shot at a time. Just like Gonzalez, we're keeping our guns. Thank you, Steve Voss. And of course, that means it's time for the Second Amendment report. From the NRA ILA. Last week, Governor Steve Bullock voted preemption legislation, House Bill 325. Now, this is our cockroach. Yeah, he's our little he's our little Napoleon. Following the veto of this legislation, House Bill 357, a bill that ran concurrently with House Bill 325, will now place the issue on the 2020 general election ballot for Montana res- residents to consider. I don't understand what it's about yet. Preempting what? Local municipalities of Montana have stretched the state's preemption preemption statutes to their own ends by passing anti-gun laws. You cannot do that in this state. Ranging from criminalizing private transfers to banning where people can lawfully carry a firearm for self-defense. You can't do that. Why is there any legislation needed? It's right there. The preempt is... It's right there. I used it to get... uh, uh, law overturned in our state capital. You cannot have any law, local law, that is stricter than the state law when it comes to guns. That's period. There's no bill required. Again, enforce the damn law that exists. There's no reason for another one. Well, this is your pet peeve. I said, you know, if, you fought with people. If they're really doing this, starting to do this again, then I need to get with the NRA, and the lawyer needs to get on their backsides because they're not allowed. There's no reason for a new bill. They're not allowed to do it already. I already went down this road. <clears throat> These types of unnecessary anti-gun ordinances impose further burdens on law-abiding gun owners in Montana by creating different laws relating to firearms purchase and possession from one municipality to another, putting gun owners at risk of unknowingly violating a law. House Bill 325 and House Bill 357, I like that 357 one, seek to, get it, 357? seek to strike the Montana's current preemption laws by further restricting there's no need to further restrict they're not allowed period what is the preemptive laws absolute right now they can't do anything hell hell did a city attorney joke that he's he was not regulating guns he was regulating ammunition you weren't allowed to have a loaded firearm within city limits yeah, well, the attorney at the NRI didn't think it was funny, and that law was overturned. So why do we need another bill? It can't do anything. They can't have any rule, any law, anything that's stricter than the state law. In other words, the state law is all that's allowed. Everywhere. So why are they doing this? Why don't they just enforce it? 
I knew this would upset you. <laughs> I just knew it because you've already had this battle. In the governor's veto letter, Bullock makes the preposterous implication that House Bill 325 and 357 would allow felons and other mentally ill to carry firearms in public, regardless of state or local laws. Such persons are already prohibited by federal law for possessing firearms, let alone carrying them in public. Further, Bullock asserts that HB 325, 357 would... Wait a minute. That's not true. What are you talking... Uh, convicted felons are allowed to get their gun rights back in this state. That's a state issue, not a federal issue. You can petition for your gun rights back in this state. And you can... And I know at least one that has gotten their gun rights back. So you can. Uh, you're not going to be able to get a concealed carry permit. But you can carry open. Further, Bullock asserts that HB 325-357 would end local decision-making about concealed weapons. And that's... It, the preemptive law, as it is on the books, bars them from making local decisions about anything to do with a firearm. As it is stands right this second... And when I got that one turned over in Helena, the lawyer looked up all the local state, all the local counties and municipality to make sure they didn't have any local gun laws on the books. And there were none except in Helena. Now, now I'm finding out there's, there's, there's spot, they're popping up again. I'm going to have to play whack-a-mole. There's no reason for a new bill. I let him veto it, Bullock. Screw you. Who cares? Uh, there's no need. We're just going to enforce the one that's already that already exists. And it's time for me to call the NRA again. Well, they're already on it, Brian. They are not on it. Oh. Well, this is from the NRA LA. ILA. Well, if it's from the NRA ILA, yeah. why isn't there an attorney already turning this? Why aren't they already saying? I don't know. Yeah. See, I got to get with the I got to get with the attorney directly. <clears throat> Uh, where was I? I lost my place. Further, Bullock asserts, blah, 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 uh, about concealed weapons, and that's such is not good policy. He takes this position because, like the anti-gun local officials who impose greater restrictions on law-abiding citizens than are found in state law, which is already unconstitutional under the preemptive law. Bullock naively believes that criminals will obey gun control laws, Governor Bullock resorts to fear-mongering by ending his veto letter with the warning that HB 325 eliminates local control over whether the mentally ill may bring guns into schools. You're an idiot. Federally, they're gun-free zones, you moron. Such fear-mongering demonstrates how disingenuous this government really is. He knows that federal law already restricts the possession of firearms in schools and school zones, with persons who have been adjudicated as mentally ill being prohibited from legally possessing firearms in any place, and that this bill does not change the fact that local school district trustees already have the authority to restrict who can possess firearms in schools. Okay. Again, I'm going to say this for the last time. 
it is already the law in Montana that no locality can have stricter gun control laws than the state. Period. It's already the law. There's no reason for this other than it's not being enforced. So it's time to it's time to have the lawyers come after them yet again. Either as she said, either they take this off the books or I will take them to court and they will take this off the books. Either way, it's coming off the books. It's got to happen again. The new thing that they're doing is they're they're harping on now people that are mental illness, the, the people that people are... People that are mentally ill cannot even buy a firearm. People, well, they're saying that the mass shooters in the schools, they were had mental illnesses and they still got a gun. They didn't were never adjudicated mentally ill. But that's what they're trying to get everybody on you, now. No, you have to be adjudicated mentally ill by a judge. Otherwise, you do not get your rights taken away because you think they're crazy. But no, that's not the case. They weren't all crazy. Some were on ADD drugs, for instance. Now, that's the problem of the government pushing people kids on ADD drugs. That's the government's fault. And they do it on purpose. Don't think they didn't. They did. Other problem, gun-free zones. And again, if someone's crazy, but has never been put before a judge and been adjudicated crazy, they don't lose their rights. The family members have to step up, have them have them committed to a three-day commit, and have them evaluated, and if they're found to be crazy, then they have to be. Then they have to go to have their time in court, where the crazy doctor says they're crazy, and his, the lawyer either fights it or says, "Well, no, you're crazy." <laughs> yeah, but you know, now with these new laws that they're passing all over the country in these states, where a family member could just call up and say this person's dangerous. No. That's step one. You must go before a judge. The judge must find you mentally ill, and then you lose certain rights. That's how that works. But you can't lose your unalienable rights without being taken out of society. I keep warning you about that. Natural rights are inherent. My right to self-defense doesn't go away unless you put me out of civilization. In other words, you commit me to a hospital or you put me behind bars if I'm a danger to myself or others. If you leave me in society, I have all my natural rights, which includes the right to self-defense, which means I have a right to own a firearm for self-defense. You can't stop me because the right to keep the bare arms, I don't get that right from the Bill of Rights. That's an extra special protection. Well, and now they're getting more and more women to say that the, their boyfriends and husbands or either uncle or whatever. Ah, but that's a judicial problem. They must be proven. You cannot take people's rights away based on he said, she said. That's the thing that's wrong. Now, if if someone gets an order of protection against you, then you lose your right to keep it up. Again, no, you're still in public. You're still walking around. Your rights haven't changed. Your inalienable rights, your unalienable rights cannot be taken away from you unless you're removed from society. 
unalienable rights cannot be given away and cannot be taken away. That's why there's a difference between inalienable and unalienable that they don't want you to understand. Inalienable, you can give up your rights. Not unalienable. They're inherent rights. You can't give it up. I mean, you could choose not to use them, but you can't give it up. So, unless you're going to put someone in an up nutty farm or prison, they keep their right to self-defense, they keep their right to keep and bear arms, all that stuff. You don't have any right to say otherwise. I, I know that's the way it works. People get out of the funny farm, people get out of prison, they get all their rights back because they get all their rights back by simply existing You have no say in the matter. Only God does. Again, if you consider these people a danger to society, you don't let them out. If you let them out, then you consider them not a danger to society. Then they get all their rights back, including their right to keep and bear arms. It's it's pretty simple. I know it's scary, but... Freedom is scary. Liberty is scary. But you'll once you get used to it, you'll love it. Again, gun-free zones are shooting galleries. Get rid of gun-free zones. For bearing arms, the Parkland massacre was horrific. One that has and will color the behavior of schools in Broward County, Florida for ages to come. Many decisions will be made after considering the events at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And that's not necessarily a bad thing either. So long as wise decisions are reached. Unfortunately, it seems that wisdom isn't happening, at least not yet. Well, let's let's start with the problem. Little kitties are running around telling people what to do. Uh, Little kitties don't have wisdom. They haven't lived long enough. Wisdom comes with age. Little kitties don't have any. That's why they're running around going, take everyone's guns away. Take everyone's guns away. See, they don't have any wisdom. They're idiots. They're knee-jerk. They they buy into the, the government wanting to disarm the population so that we could just become Europe we become slaves serfs to our government our superiors Uh, Susan wants to go to a break right in the middle of me talking for some reason fine we're gonna go to break 10 corporate radio show you stay tuned guys we'll be right back Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. 
Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 855-219-7934. 855-219-7934. That's 855-219-7934. Attention business owners. We know that owning a business means getting things done right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company. General Steel. We can design a building for your business quickly and save you thousands of dollars. That's right, thousands. You may think General Steel only builds large projects or that you can't afford General Steel quality. Well, check these prices. How about a 40 by 60 foot building for under $22,000 or even a 50 by 100 for under $35,000? That's right, a 5,000 square foot building for under $35,000. And these buildings all have General Steel quality. Best of all, you can still order a building and have it delivered in time to build this year. How's that for right now so if your right now list includes a new building call the right now company general steel 800-917-8251 800-917-8251 that's 800-917-8251 if you're suffering from hearing loss stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of listen clear a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try ListenClear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. ListenClear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything, everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. 
Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456. 800-377-1456. That's 800-377-1456. Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world. Then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800 910 8231 to the Cooperative Radio Show, our half of two. Brian has had a pretty productive day. We're not going to any more commercials. I know. I do this at the end of the show all the time. Don't. I told you that last time. Anyway. That doesn't stay there. There's no reason to have it there. Our, uh, our road is a mess. <laughs> Yeah, I'm tired of walking <laughs> up there. tired of walking, what is it, almost two miles? It's only 1.2 miles, but it's our, uphill. our hill is a mess. <laughs> and then there's another hill at the other end. It's like, we got to go down this big hill, and then we have to slowly walk uphill all, all the, the way. way. And then there's a steep hill at the end. Right. Because the snow is not melted yet. No, but in some spots it's played dirt, well, mud, and then... Other spots, it's just snow. And I'm sick of walking up and down it. I'm ready for the snow to go. Wish I had a magic hairdryer I could just take around and melt it. Back to stupid uh, parkland. I can't stand those kids. Who the hell they think they're talking to? Unfortunately, it seems that wisdom isn't happening, at least not yet. In a robocall to parents, Broward Schools Superintendent Robert Runcie addressed a recent past state legislation allowing teachers to carry firearms. Runcie said that despite lawmakers voting in favor of the legislation on Wednesday, the district would not allow more classroom teachers to carry guns. Oh, really? How? Why do you get... if in the, If the state says yes, how do you get to say no? We do not want to create a psychological impact on our children knowing their teachers have guns. Why should they be psychologically impacted by a gun? It's a tool. And you know what? Once upon a time, everybody carried guns, including teachers and preachers. Everybody, openly, everywhere, all the time. 
and we were a Christian thriving nation with happy people that everybody knew how to read, write, and arithmetic. And liberty was abound. Children were not afraid of guns. They saw it every day. They were around them every single day of their lives. Psychological impact is all the crap you feed them about guns. That's nonsense. We need to get back to the Constitution, and that includes everybody being able to carry firearms everywhere. Psychological impact. You're the psychological impact. You're destroying our children. Nor create stress on our teachers as they deal with more non-instructional duties, he said in the recording. Look, what are you talking about? You're just carrying a gun. If you don't need to use it, there's nothing to do. Except practice once a month, at least. Runcie argued that arming faculty members will make schools less safe. Really? How did unarmed teachers work out in the case of Parkland? 17 people died. Teachers were unarmed and thus defenseless. When a former maniac student walked into the building with an Air 15, another 17 were injured. All that might have been averted had even one teacher been armed lawfully. Instead, Superintendent Runcy has decided that more children should be lambs to the slaughter. He's made a decision unilaterally that teachers cannot be trusted with firearms, that they're a danger to the students they're charged with looking after during school hours. He's essentially saying that teachers are potentially violent and could flip out and kill students at any minute. I don't know if that's true, but I know what is true. The parents are crazy for sending their kids to the thing called public schools. I don't suppose Runcy cares about the fact that we have a study that shows otherwise. Honestly, I, I think that anyone in Broward County would understand the futility of trying to keep a school as a gun-free zone. Those with malicious intent will always get guns onto the campuses of the district. They won't be deterred. That means steps need to be taken to protect both the students and the staff. We've seen that trusting school resource officers with this may not be the best decision. So why not allow the people who have to be in the building and will likely be among the first targets to have the means to defend their own lives and by extension those of the students in their care? I'm not deluded enough to believe all teachers are heroic. I'm not deluded enough to think that a teacher will run across campus to take on a shooter. What I do believe is that when faced with a threat, many teachers would be more than happy to defend their own lives if they could. It might be selfish, though understandable to be fair, to focus on yourself in a moment like that. But that selfishness could be useful. Defending your own life can save other lives as well. Yes, self-interest, again, is a good thing, both in the economy and in other ways. Self-interest. Your self-interest is to kill the shooter before it kills you, but that also, ipso facto, means he won't be able to kill anybody else. 
Too bad it's not going to happen in Broward County. Statistically, there's very little chance of another school shooting in Broward County. They're rare as hen's teeth, so the odds of one school district getting hit with two are astronomical. Unless somebody crazy reads this article. Then maybe. Yet, should one happen, the body count will fall squarely on the shoulders of Runcie. Again, the answer to the problem is more guns, not less. The answer to the problems in politics is more speech, not less. In other words, look at this. More liberty, not less. Again from Bearing Arms. Anti-gun zealots continue to trip over themselves to illustrate how unsafe arming teachers is. Well, you know, you could teach us how to how to write in the English rather than ending with is. And it would be are, not is. Teachers are, not is. But why would you... You don't end with are either. But when used in the plural, it's are, not is, right? Okay. So let's do the your bad grammar, but at least let's use are. Brian, you know, we haven't heard from... We haven't heard any news about the teachers. I thought it was Broward County. They gave them buckets of rocks. No, they gave them the... They, they voted them the right to carry firearms. And... The superintendent said no. Well, this is a good reason to take back your schools, right? Now, maybe the superintendent will give them a bucket of rocks. I know one school. It was school. another district. I know, was it? <laughs> but they did. <laughs> yep, yep. Bucket of rocks. Everybody come get a rock. <clears throat> Throw books. You know, rocks are weapons. But, no, they are. They <clears throat> are. But, and yes, if every kid threw a rock at the same time at the... And, and do they get to practice at least? Because do kids know how to throw anymore? I'm just curious. Because if they could all throw, like when we were kids, you know, I, I, I was a pitcher. So, you know, I could hit the guy in the head. But Yeah, but we used to have slingshots. Yeah, I don't even think they have get, them no, anymore. No, just throwing. So I don't know if they're taught how to throw. I don't, I don't know if they play sports at all, you know. But if they can, you know, if you had 20 kids throwing rocks at you, yeah, that, it, not only could it hurt or kill you or or take you'd, your eye out or something. You'd um, run it, away. It would certainly distract you. <laughs> it's a, it'd be distracting. But will the teacher be brave enough during the distraction to charge and get the gun? I'm just saying. Well, and that's the story that... Because we, you might just end up pissing him off further. That's the story you read earlier about the uh, ROTC kid, what he did. Yeah, he gave that up was his, amazing. He gave up his life. It's it's sort of like when a soldier jumps on a grenade. Yeah, yep. I mean, but for a young kid, that made me cry. He was an ROTC <laughs> candidate. He was twenty one. He was uh, graduating ROTC. Th- that made me cry. It was supposed to. So there's there's hope for our kids because millennials are like, oh my gosh. Look, every generation has their exceptions. It's the way it is. There are good millennials, of course, and he proved there are great millennials. But unfortunately, there's the other ones that embarrass the hell out of the good ones. We all had that. Look at our generation. 
There were some. There were some doozies. Yeah, I know, but you know, you, I guess you're you're right because you were an entrepreneur. I was a lot of things. I'm a you know I was in the military. I, mean, I went to military school too. I was in the military. I was an entrepreneur when I was a kid. Uh, I was a I was a veteran. I was paramedic. I was a rescue diver. I was a wreck diver. I was a lot of things actually. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Going back to people tripping over themselves. Poking holes in studies is one thing, but creating a study to look at the real concerns is quite another, and that's where John Lott comes in. They hate John Lott. It, it, I don't know, they will not listen to it. You could put his name in front of anything, and they will not listen to it. They will go crazy and say he's lying, he's this, he's that, even though he has he books with all the facts and studies all, all notated so you can go look at it yourself. Nope, he's, he's very scientific-oriented. But, you know, if he came out and just started talking and somewhere in there said, guns are evil and should be banned, and just and just kept talking, they'd go, see, he's a liar, he doesn't know what he's talking about. They, they wouldn't even notice that he said guns well, are banned and should be banned. Well, that's the same example everyone's giving out, that if if Donald Trump cured cancer, they would, they would say he was an idiot. <laughs> that, everyone isn't doing that. Oh, a lot of them are saying that. They, that, they would never give him credit, even if he Susan, cured cancer. Susan, come on now. You know who said that. Sean Hannity. Yeah, I know. So did Tucker and so did no, the No, no. They picked it up off of Sean Hannity. Yeah, they did. But that's the truth. Like, it's the same example. Yeah, I can, hate when people pick up other people's things. There's other ways of saying the same thing. Why do it the same way? Yeah, I know. Okay. Good point. Anyway, but creating a study to look at the real concern is quite another, and that's where Lott comes in. Lott specializes in conducting studies to look at real problems. He took a look at the issue of armed teachers since we have several states that have allowed teachers to be armed and found the fears to be unfounded. The fears are always unfounded. Again, I carry a firearm I have for decades, 24-7, and it's never jumped up and shot anybody. It's never jumped up and shot me. It's never jumped up and shot my wife. And believe me, the gun wanted to. That's a joke. Guns don't think. <laughs> I see. How many of you out there? I know, I know. How many of you out there just went, the gun doesn't want anything. <laughs> We actually have a firearm right behind us. Two. Uh, and there's one on my hip. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> John Lott's latest study refutes claims by anti-gunners that the presence of firearms on school campuses increases the chances of gun violence. Well, I, would, I would suggest the opposite. If it's known... They're not going to pick that. I keep telling you, they like gun-free zones. They look for the sign. Gun-free zone. That's where they plan their next attack. They're not going to go to, hey, come over here. Teachers are armed. And they should put the sign up, too. This is an armed campus. No, I guarantee you there will not be any gun violence on that campus. Even if there weren't really guns on the campus. Just the sign alone would deter people. 
sort of like alarm signs are, are they're more effective than the alarms. I had a friend, he just stole he just stole an alarm sign and put it on his lawn. He said it didn't cost him anything. It's just just as good as the alarm. <laughs> well, he never got robbed. <laughs> okay, ready. He took a look at the issue of armed teachers and found it to be unfounded. His latest study refutes claims by any gunners that the president of firearms are evil. <laughs> president, president of his, president of his crime prevention research center, Lot's study answered two questions raised by former mayor Michael Bloomberg. Uh, your soda's too big. The Giffords Law Center and others. One, does letting teachers carry a firearm on campus and in the classroom increase the chances of gun violence? And two, does the presence of those teachers carrying illegal deter mass shooters? The study released last month found we don't need to guess how the policy would work. There has yet to be a single case of someone being wounded or killed from a shooting, let alone a mass public shooting, between 6 a.m. and midnight at a school that lets teachers carry guns since at least January 2000. Fears that a student might grab a firearm from a teacher and use it to commit gun violence are groundless as well, said Lott's study. Students obtaining teachers' guns have not occurred at all. Appropriately, Lott entitled his study, Schools that allow teachers to carry guns are extremely safe. On the other hand, shootings on campuses where teachers and staff are prohibited from carrying concealed have increased significantly, doubling in number between 2001 and 2008 versus 2009 and 2018. In this study, Locke collected the data on all K-12 shootings that took place on school campuses between the hours of 6 a.m. and midnight on school days. He found 306 cases, but 48 of them were suicides, so that left 188 shootings. In those instances, 193 people died and 267 were either wounded or injured. What? Isn't wounded injured? But none of them occurred on any of the more than 1,000 school properties where teachers and staff were permitted to carry a sidearm. In fact, the only shooting that took place on a campus where teachers were allowed to carry occurred after hours and no one was injured. And let's be honest, 6 a.m. to midnight encompasses a lot of hours when no one is on campus anyway. It was a broad time period within the day, and yet even then, he found almost nothing. Funny, huh? The truth of the matter is that while anti-gunners are fearful of armed teachers, they're often fearful of anyone who has a gun in their possession, regardless of circumstance. Yes, I'd argue that includes police officers to some degree. Yes, I give you the UK. But we're out of time. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.